This is Natalie Clark, and recently I sat down with a beloved Hamilton, Ohio couple, June and Hubert Malicote. They're celebrating 79 years of marriage, and in July, both of them turn 100 years old. This is their interview and their love story. How did you meet each other? Tell me a little bit about this love story. How did it get started? Well, we, uh, I lived in southern Indiana. We moved from Kentucky to southern Indiana. And uh, I had a brother working here in Hamilton. And, uh, and during the January, uh, junior, senior year, I came to Hamilton, got a job, worked here. Uh, 35 cents an hour and went back, finished my school, came back to Hamilton and she had uh, come to Hamilton too for the very same reason, looking for employment and I believe uh, you said you were making 10 cents an hour working at the dairy. Dairy. So uh, then in my employment, a very good friend of mine uh, said uh, they're having a revival at the Westside Church of God. Uh, would you like to go with me? And I said, oh, sure, I'll go. Because I was raised in a church. And uh, whenever uh, we got to church, we are a little bit late. Church service was going on. People were standing. But uh, for some reason, miraculously, the, <laughs> the back pew was empty. So we went in, and they were all standing. And uh, right in front of us was a pew full of young girls. And uh, she looked around at me and smiled. And then after the service, we went to the Highland Park Dairy uh, down on Ross Avenue for ice cream. And from that point on, we were always friends to begin with and it matured into much more. And uh, that pretty much changed our whole life from that point on. Uh, We, uh, uh, I went into the service then and in uh, November of 42, volunteered and uh, into the Navy. And she at that particular time was uh, going to uh, Anderson College, majoring in music. Spent eight, eight uh, weeks at boot training in, in Great Lakes. From there, I went to Torpedo Training School in Newport, Rhode Island. And from there, I came back and was on, uh, I believe it was a 13-day leave. And we are spending most of that time at my home in Indiana. And uh, time was running out. And we think, uh, what are we going to do? And as time was getting shorter, we finally decided that we were going to get married. So uh, in those days, the, uh, you were required to have a physical, edu- a physical uh, before you could get a marriage license. Okay. 
we had heard of a place in Indianapolis where you could get that uh, overnight. So we went there, got her physical, got her marriage license, and came back to Hamilton for our minister at our church to marry us. Uh, we met in the afternoon, uh, went through the uh, matrimony services, and uh, an interesting thing about that, uh, I had given the marriage license to the pastor, and he says they're not legal. I said, well, pastor, that's your problem. I, I've got to get out of here and head back. So uh, we went on uh, marriage, and we both caught the train out of Hamilton heading west. Uh, she got off in Anderson, and I got uh, went on west, wound up in San Francisco for about a month on the uh, outgoing unit that uh, uh, waiting for final destination, which I didn't have any idea where we'd be going. And uh, she got off in Anderson and uh, uh, a little later then, uh, they give us, give it a call, it's time to leave and pack your gear. We packed our gear, caught the ship, uh, the Matsonia. Uh, it was a big luxury liner in peacetime, but they converted it. And it had uh, in each uh, uh, room, they had about four bunks. It was crowded and nasty and bad, but we headed west and Four and a half days later, we wound up on the dock at the Honolulu, and uh, the and they uh, unloaded us from the ship and unloaded us onto a little uh, freight train with uh, <clears throat> uh, they'd been hauling dust or lime or something in it, dusty white. We had our mm. still had our blues on so. You can imagine the mess we looked like yeah. when we got to Pearl Harbor. And we unloaded in Pearl Harbor and uh, moved us across the bay to a big barracks. It was about a four-story U-shaped building with a swimming pool in the middle, palm trees. It can't be true, but it was. And that's uh, uh, where I wound up in uh, working in torpedo shop overhauling torpedoes for the submarine service. So that uh, the contact from there uh, you couldn't have any with anyone. It was all censored coming out and going in. In those days it wasn't like it is now that you could call and so forth. There was no communication other than writing. We wrote uh, almost, I would say, every day for the two years I was there. But uh, uh, one evening I was walking through the commissary and uh, I saw a grass skirt on the wall. And I thought if I could mail that, it would give her some indication 
of where I might be. <laughs> they let it through. And in a few weeks, I got back a, a picture and I had my own Honolulu girl. <laughs> <laughs> We you sure the, did. She was waiting for you back home. You're a Honolulu girl. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you have good memory. <laughs> you have a good memory. So uh, that went on for uh, another while. Wound up being two years uh, on uh, the submarine base. And uh, interestingly, at one time, uh, as I was coming down the stairs, going to breakfast, I encountered a boy from my hometown down in southern Indiana, which was, you know, that far away, that yeah. many possibilities, and we met. We uh, continued to be good friends uh, from that. Um, he also said, you know, when you get ready to go, home, he worked in the office where they assigned the transportation. He said, I'll have you on a ship. Well, he did. Hmm. Whenever <clears throat> it was my turn to, to come, he uh, had me on a converted aircraft carrier the next day. Wow. And uh, I arrived back in uh, San Diego, spent one night up at uh, the Marine Base uh, uh, forget the name of big big marine base, and uh, I was on train for home the next day, and I'd sent a telegram uh, home when I would be getting home, so that was a long train ride. The old trains with a coal-fired engine and the smoke yeah. and dust <clears throat> coming in the windows, you dirty as you could be, <laughs> and. Uh, Arrived in, we all transferred in Kansas City to St. Louis, and from St. Louis, I transferred to a train going through Anderson, Indiana. And uh, the train, uh, as it came through the station in Indiana, it slowed down very slow as it was stopping, and uh, nobody on the, the uh, I don't know, on the uh, platform, um, but there was a little girl uh, <laughs> walking down the track, and uh, as the train stopped, a uh, conductor standing beside me said, she's waiting for you. It didn't end the story, but uh, uh, it was the end of that particular part of it, so um, I wasn't out of the service yet. Uh, so I was home, I think, 30 days and uh, uh, was signed back to San Diego to go to torpedo school. Mm -hmm. And I would just been working on them for two years. Wow. But they actually had run out of things for us to do. The war was ending. And uh, so she came and, and stayed with me for two months. Aww. And uh, so I volunteered for PT boat training in Melville, Rhode Island. They, um, on the way there, or, or they stopped me at the Fargo building in Boston, uh, 
with enough points to get out. You had a point system, and mm -hmm. then by the time I got there, I had accumulated enough points to to get out. But they had sent me over to the Charleston Navy Yard because it was loaded, uh, overcrowded at the at Fargo building, and they had not sent my records. So after two or three days, I thought, well, this is something wrong. So the fellow that took, uh, 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 you know, the, the records for your attendance, I had reported every day, and I told him, you know, there's something wrong, uh, and you're supposed, to, I'm supposed to be going back to Great Lakes to get out. He called the Fargo building, he said, well, uh, we've been looking for him. We thought he's a WL. And uh, so within a day's time, I was on the train back to uh, <clears throat> to uh, Great Lakes. And, uh, and only there a day or two, I was on a train home mm. with discharge papers. Really? Yeah. So when you say you were on your way home, is that when you all settled here in Hamilton at that right. point? Uh -huh. Okay. She was living, <clears throat> at that time she was living uh, with her aunt. Okay. And, uh, and we stayed with them uh, a few days and then we got our own apartment. Okay. And uh, since that time we, <clears throat> we've been on our own. So how many <clears throat> years total did you serve? How many years? Pardon? How many years did you serve? Three. Three years. Mm -hmm. And when you came back here, that's when life really started with your wife, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. when the good stuff started to happen. Oh, you betcha. The first uh, was a boy born on the 4th of July of the next year after I got out. And, uh, and then Joe, uh, she came along too. And, uh, and then the youngest one, Teresa, uh, lives in Columbus. And, okay. uh, so you have three children, and how many grandchildren, how many great-grandchildren, how many of everything do you have? <laughs> yeah. Did you lose count? Three children, seven grandchildren, and 11 great-grandchildren. And we just had one um, dedicated yesterday at our church. And there was probably, probably over 20 family members. Oh. It was a big crowd. Well, I have to know, what do you love so much about your bride? She had to have been pretty special to turn around and smile at you. And here we are, <laughs> 79 years later, more than that. What was it about her? What is it about her? Uh, she came actually <clears throat> from the same background as I did. I was a member of a 13 children, uh, and she was a family of eight. Big family. And raised on a farm. I was raised on a farm. So the there was a likeness there, but to begin with that it's family. It's, uh, I <clears throat> fit her family, she fit mine. You know, his uh, uh, relationship was great between us. Uh, we saw things alike, and 
the things we didn't see alike, we uh, worked it out in a good way. Yeah. And uh, uh, she likes to say that we never had a quarrel, but I've never caught her in a lie. Never had a quarrel. <laughs> never a quarrel. Never. Never. And and that must be the truth. Yeah, pretty much. So so no no quarrels, family, your faith, and working through the tough times. Is that some advice you give to people? Yes, and another thing that's important is that uh, between the two families, with her family, it was just seemed like that as the children left home, they came to our home and stayed until they had their own home. Would you say, Joe, that pretty good yeah. statement? And, and some of my yeah. family yeah. came and stayed with us till they could go to their own home. So uh, we've shared our family with the two families mm -hmm. in such a way that it's almost like that we help raise both families. Mm. And uh, it's been a good relationship. Her father uh, would uh, came in summers and worked and stayed with us and uh, uh, brothers and sisters came and stayed with us and uh, uh, it, it was a good relationship from the very beginning. Um, she told me whenever we were riding, after we left Hamilton on the train, uh, write my mother a letter, <laughs> tell her about our marriage. Oh. The younger sister, that. Uh, was at home when the mother read the letter and she said she read the letter and then she said she married that boy <laughs> she was right she married that boy she's still married to that boy we were having a discussion one evening in our early time when we first met uh, standing on the street corner over the west side waiting on a bus and we were discussing our age and she thought I was 27 and when we got through working it out we were uh, both 19 but she was older than I was. Oh my <laughs> so, goodness, you got you an older woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you though when you met? When you met in church that day and she turned around and smiled at you. How old were you? Be 19, 19. You just turned 19 and you were married at what age? Let me do the math here. 20. 20. Okay, she's trying to do the subtraction from. Wow. Yeah. You yeah. were babies. Yeah. 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 But, but babies on her own. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we were not uh, supported by or taken care of or depending upon anyone really. Mm -hmm. We, uh, and it's always been that way. Mm -hmm. We've always depended on ourselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And and 
once you got out of um, serving, what did you do? What was your career after that? Well, let's start by saying that first job I got when I came over here, I was just before 17, just past 17. And uh, I brought with me a work permit from school. Oh, that wasn't working at all. They wasn't looking for a 17-year-old boy. So one day, I, so I just threw it away, and one day walking down the street over here in Hamilton, past a little machine shop, the doors were open, and I walked in, and there was a fellow running a big planer, mm -hmm. and I struck up a conversation with him, and I told him, <clears throat> what I was doing, I was looking for a job. Yeah. I didn't tell him my age. And as we talked a little bit, he said, see that fellow coming down the aisle? He said, that's Harry Dingledine, and he owns this place. Go tell him your story. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's fearful. But yeah. I did. And <laughs> he said, come in tomorrow. Oh. You've got a job. Wow. So I run, they put me in a little machine shop or corner of it, mm -hmm. and I run a four spindle drill press, a, a pipe threading machine to thread pipe for the pumps, mm -hmm. and a cutoff saw to cut the metal. And I run that all summer. And as far as I can remember, I never made a mistake. I did a good job. Well, and, you must have. And when I got ready to come home to mm -hmm. school, I talked to the supervisor, and I said, I've got a problem. I'm going to have to quit and go back and finish school. He said, I knew there was something different about you all the time. <laughs> and, but he's, he, he said, it's all right. Aww. You go and come back and you'll have your job. Aww. So I went back and the next day after I graduated from school mm -hmm. and uh, I, I got my job back and I, I worked for them uh, till early next year, the next year, juniors, so of the next year. And I had moved up from 35 cents to 65 cents, but the war was on, mm -hmm. uh, wages had gone up, yeah. other people in the factory uh, was making their dollar an hour and I was still 65. Two people, two men that had been working with me had left that uh, the pump company and went to a safe company. Mm -hmm. Herring Hall and Marvin Safe Company. And they were after me to come work for them. But in those days, you couldn't leave equal jobs. You couldn't quit a job of equal importance and go get another job of equal importance. But farming was a high importance. Mm -hmm. So I quit, mm -hmm. took a week off, and come back and I applied for employment where those two fellows was at Herring Hall Marvin. And uh, they asked me, the 
personnel. Why didn't you stay on the farm? And I, I found out I didn't like it any better than I did before. Herring Hall was, and Mosler Safe, and Diebold Safe were all safe companies that came out of Cincinnati and uh, around 18, around 1900. And Herring Hall was uh, probably one of the lesser of the three in their quantity or their production or their sales. <clears throat> so Debo bought Herring Hall Marvin in 1959. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, a lot of people got laid off and the whole thing changed. But everything worked out good for me. Uh, I got in uh, promotions and uh, stayed with them for 50 years. Wow. It was meant to be. All of this was meant to be. Oh, it was. It absolutely was. I think was. so. Yeah. Very, I really do. Very blessed. Beyond belief. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it was a blessed life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's uh, proven to be uh, beneficial throughout the whole family. You know, as we've got three children, very successful. Yeah. Uh, they've got children that are very successful. They, can, they come home to grandma and grandpa. They love to come here, mess up the house. I bet. And go home. <laughs> kids who come through here you must love them an awful lot oh yeah they can't do anything wrong they can't <laughs> What's that? when the children run through the house yeah. and mess it up yeah <laughs> they can't do anything wrong <laughs> they can't do anything wrong yeah <laughs> uh. yes you think of families arguing and fighting and carrying on that's what life is not about. It's the good things. Whenever something goes wrong and you work it out, you feel good when it's over. And uh, I think that's what life should be like. Aww. But, but she was a terrific stay-at-home mom. <laughs> she made the girls' dresses. Uh, she planted a big garden. She canned and preserved, and she was a, a good stay-at-home mom. She's the pioneer woman. Picked she a can, good one, huh? She can do yeah. it all. Yeah. yeah, you picked a good one. Well, she picked a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why it worked out good. We, uh, I think we come of the time when we said uh, to death, what is it, how do they say it? To death where you part, part yeah. and uh, we meant it. It meant something. And uh, today it seems like that uh, marriage is just uh, something that goes between marriages. But in our time, they weren't very easy and uh, was not looked upon the same, it was different. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, 
but marriage is a good thing when it's necessary. And uh, but uh, our teaching, our background, our belief was it's forever, and uh, and it's been that way, and will continue to be that way. I would say it's a very successful life. Um, something we haven't said is my early education. Uh, I went through eight grades in a one-room school. Um, and uh, from there, of course, to high school. And uh, uh, then I working. And uh, my life has been productive and uh, successful from what I from where I came to where I finished it was very successful because I wound up in a factory uh, managing a factory and came from a little country school in the woods there's a whole lot to say for those little schools yeah <clears throat> What about your life together with your wife? How would you describe that? We've never had a quarrel. We've never had one quarrel. And I told you. 